Hey guys, welcome to Sessions. My name is Beth Wiley and I am your host. Today we're going to talk about willingness and motivation when it comes to seeking out therapy, um, particularly couples therapy. Um, and I say that because I am a couples therapist. I work with couples and I often see people who there's actually not a lot of willingness, right? They come into the therapy room, but um, they're not necessarily willing to do the work. And so that's what this um, podcast is going to be about because I think it is important if you are thinking about coming to therapy that you get really real with yourself um, and understand that it isn't just I show up, I sit down, get on Zoom now, <laughs> and um, boom, my relationship's going to get better, or, or my therapist is going to see um, what I have been experiencing, agree with me, and tell my partner that they are in the wrong, and they're the ones that needs to change. That's not going to happen. So I, I want to just share some um, things that I share with my clients when they first come into my sessions, and, and explain why that um, these concepts are really important and they will give you um, the greatest chance at success in therapy. Um, so yeah, so I think I would actually even start with, I think it would be really good if you're actually thinking about therapy to write down um, and define for you what success would look like. What would it look like if in our relationship, if the therapy went the way we hoped it would? Like, what would our relationship look like on the other side of that? What would success look like to us? Um, I think that would be a really good first step. And, and maybe even then share that with your partner and have your partner share theirs with you. So you can even just see, like, are we aligned here in what a successful therapy situation would look like? And not to say if you're not aligned, don't go, but I think that's just really informative um, to have an understanding of what you're getting into. So therapy is a place <laughs> where you can go, you, in, in regards with couples therapy, um, where you get to learn some really rad tools, tools that were not taught to you in early childhood development. <laughs> they um, were probably not modeled very well from you for you within your family system. Not always, but very often not, not modeled very well. Um, and tools that, if used effectively, can really be a game changer in your relationship. Therapy is also a place where you can go feel heard and validated and have, again, that modeled, right? Like, as a therapist, I work really hard to be sure my partner feel, or my partner, my clients feel heard and they feel validated. Because when I can do that, when I can show them, hey, look, they're seeing it's possible, right? They're seeing, like what that meant for the other person in the room. And sometimes I, I do that and I speak for one of my clients. So um, if if one of the partners, um, I'm asking them to do a 
validation exercise and they're struggling, which very often they are because validation is very hard, um, I might step in and I'll say, hey, I'm just going to help you out here. <laughs> and they usually say, okay. Um, and then I will provide them with what I feel is really good validation. Um, and so for like, sometimes for the first time, that partner is feeling heard and feeling validated. So that is another um, kind of part of why you come to therapy. Um, but it isn't a place to come and just like learn by osmosis, <laughs> right? The couch doesn't just give you um, these tools. You hear them, you maybe take notes, and then you go home and you do something with them. So willingness. Are you willing to put in the work and be real? Because otherwise you're burning money. I'm just going to tell you that. Are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to see your role in it? And are you willing to change? Because something about the relationship and yourself needs to change. If we can agree when you walk in the room that what you're doing currently as, as meaning the relationship, what you guys are doing is not working. If that, if we're agreeing upon that and we need to do something different, if that's the general agreement between everybody in the room, then the willingness needs to be there willingness to do those things to make change to do the work to see your role right so like anytime i get resistance to or if i'm pushing on the need for a change i will go back to that i established that from session one can we agree that what you're doing isn't working i see it i see it from our my intake sessions with you, from the questionnaires that uh, I've had you do, um, from me just watching your interactions. I see it. Do you see it? Usually, yeah, that's why we're here. Okay, so when I get pushback, I will come back to this and say, you agreed that what you were doing wasn't working. So we need the willingness there. That needs to be there. We also need motivation. Like, how motivated are you to do this? Similar to willingness, right? Like, are you just going because someone's asking you to go? You feel like you need to check it off the box? Or are you going because you actually want to show up and be a better partner? You recognize that, like, the ways in which you're showing up probably are not fabulous. You could do better. Like, are you motivated? That's important, you know? And I have this conversation with all my couples in the beginning. And I say, look, this is not going to be easy. And if, if you think you're going to come one hour a week or one hour every other week and think that your relationship's just going to change and get better, like, it's just not. Like, you got to do some work out of the, outside of here because there's so many more hours in a week where you're not with me, where I am not in your home. I've had many clients say to me, 
I wish I had a little Beth on my shoulder <laughs> so that at home I could check in. What could I say right now? Beth would know what to say. Um, but I'm not there with you. I'm not a phone call away. You know, of course you could always make another appointment, but there is all of this time outside of that hour where you need to be working. So it's like not just let's just go into this session and have Beth say some things to us and oh, okay, we maybe we're able to make a little headway and then go sh then leave and go straight back to your life. Not like do any sort of debrief with each other not come up with a plan like I try to come up with a plan in the office but sometimes we don't get there and so, and if you don't write it down and make a plan for the plan like the plan doesn't ever happen you know I mean I will often have people pull out their calendars and be like when are you gonna have this logistical meeting does Friday night sound good can you go ahead and put that on your calendar can you make sure that there's an alarm that's gonna go off <laughs> you know and I tell you even though people do that sometimes they still don't have that meeting so it is up to you. I'm not going to call you Friday night and be like, yo, um, do you guys have that logistical meeting? Because I'm just, it's not, you're not, I'm not thinking about you on Friday night. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And when you do it, it's incredible. You'll see the shifts. You'll see the movement. You'll see the changes. You'll see the efforts. You'll recognize how hard it is, right? You'll start to notice when you're in process and call it out. You'll recognize when you were critical and check yourself. You'll understand when you feel flooded and you'll take a break, you know? And so it's not also just practicing. It's like there's a, like, co there's copious amounts of research out there, um, of information out there, of of things you could do together as a couple to say, okay, well, what else can we do? I mean, I can give you all the homework in the world, but you can still be doing stuff. You could still be saying, what could we be doing more? Should we read this book together? Should we um, make a list of, you know, like top 10 date night ideas we want to do? What are things that we could be doing to even increase this connection that we're starting to build? So it isn't just what can my therapist tell me what I need to do. Because sometimes also, I'll just throw this out there, is that when someone tells you what to do, <laughs> you like don't want to do it. Or if you don't do it, you feel, feel like you're going to get in trouble. And then maybe not come back to therapy that week, which is not going to be helpful. Okay, Maggie. My, my doggie hears my husband. So motivation, huge willingness huge needed and what I have found to be honest is that couples who are kind of in that very early stages of recognizing that they're having some issues or some problems or maybe like premarital couples they're just more motivated they're more willing because the resentment isn't as like dug in right so they have that willingness um, or like I have this, a newer couple who has just, um, had a baby and they're like, we don't recognize this, <laughs> like we don't recognize this relationship at all. You know, roommate 
syndrome came up in that conversation and they both want it to be different they do not want this so they are very motivated and they are very willing what I don't know yet is that if they will push past what they've come up against so far which is exhaustion loss of patience um and like not speaking up for their needs like all the other things that come into the work part of when you're at home you know time once you have a baby like if you ever said you had no time for something and you did not have a child I laugh at your (laughs) I have no time comment it's a different game when you have kids the time factor and the, the lack of it is huge and is like probably the number one w- reason I hear um, that people will say like why they can't do something, why they can't go on a date, why they couldn't sit down and have a conversation, um, why they can't have sex. Like it's on and on. We don't, there's not enough time. So I don't know if they uh, will be able to push past that barrier that will come up as we start down the process. Um, but the motivation and the willingness I feel like is there. And that's what I need. And that's what you need if you're going to go to therapy, right? Like you really need to come correct with, I need to be motivated. I need to be willing. Uh, Me. Don't worry about your partner. Of course I want them to be, but you cannot will them to be willing or to be motivated. Right, because usually what that what that looks like is that person probably feels like that partner is the problem. And that might be that lack of willingness and motivation that they may bring might be the problem, but let's find that out. That's informative. That gives me information. That gives you information. That gives the relationship information. But if you're not willing and motivated to make change, to see your role, and to work hard like work hard some people need to work really hard then you know that's informative like why are we doing this are we doing this because someone suggested and we think we should and we have some magical thinking that a therapist is going to wave a wand uh, after we leave for that first session and she's going to tell us all the things Um, that we need to do and then we're magically just going to go home and do them. Like you're not doing them right now. Why are you going to do them after one therapy session? Right? And like dedicate a year. One year of your married life of, of, you know, for as long as you both shall live. One year. Maybe more. But at least one year and really working on your marriage and learning some new tools that you can implement that changes the game and how you show up and how you're married. And I'm not saying there's a one size fit all marriage like that. That is so much dependent upon how, what you want to bring into it. And we'll work, I'll work with whatever. But it comes down to me fundamentally how we manage our conflict feeling validated feeling appreciated feeling heard feeling seen right having a a solid friendship and intimacy level 
feeling like we can trust our partner, like we're committed. And all the other areas that you could look out to of what kind of marriage we want, we can bring that in. It doesn't have to be this like super vanilla one man, one woman. But if that's your jam, that's what I can work with too. So take some time and think about it. Is this the path we want? And if it's the path we want, why is it the path we want? And what are we willing to commit? What time? What resource? And why? Because like I promise you, if you're just going to like, you should do this and then you just pay all this money. You don't do any work. You're going to be like, oh, the therapist wasn't very good. Like, that just didn't really work for us. But like, what did you put in? Right? Like you, you'll get out what you put in. I promise you that. And if you don't, there's something else going on that is also, again, informative that we need to dig into. Maybe there's just like a ridiculous amount of water under that bridge. We got to do more work, deeper work, harder work. You know, so if you want that, like, let's go. If you don't want to have to give up these secondary gains of your relationship, if you don't want to have to like pay attention to how you're showing up and make changes to how you're showing up. If you don't want to make the time, if you don't want to spend the money, you know, then it might not be the best fit for you. Now we learn in grad school, we should never work harder than our clients. And I think about 99% of the time, I agree with that. There's every now and then I feel like I need to really, push really hard on somebody um, potentially someone who might be really depressed that I, I'm really going to push on them to seek out their physician and seek out like um, a psychiatrist I can't make them do it but I can push harder than I normally do but my job isn't to work harder than my clients are I work hard I think about my clients. I put effort into what I'm going to talk about with them each and every week. I am so beyond present for them in session. I remember things. I pull things up. I hold space. I sit in heavy, heavy conflict spaces. I work hard. But I can't work harder than you. I can't go home and, and have that hour session be 24 hours a day that's your job and that's where you're going to see the greatest amount of progress and and shifts and movement and change and satisfaction increasing when you put that in and if you've ever talked with a therapist and they haven't said these things to you um, it might just be that they're hopeful <laughs> that that's just automatically what you're showing up with. But like, I say it to people and they, and, and they say, oh, of course, but I think I've, I'm hitting something that's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You can't just show up here. You know, I'm just putting it out there as like, look, if you don't do work, your things are not going to get better. And if we go back again to the fundamental like question that we start with, which is what we're doing isn't working. 
and we know we need to make changes. If that's what you want, you got to put in the work. Be motivated, be willing. And find a good therapist. Interview therapists. You don't have to go to the first one you see. You don't need to go to the one, the only one that has an opening. Find someone who specifically works with couples if you're trying to find a couples therapist. Right? Like, I really only work with couples. That is my jam. That is where I, I like, do my greatest work. You know, so be sure that who you work with has, a, you know, at least training. I'm not saying you have to have all the experience to be a good couples therapist, but if you have good training and a desire to work with couples, I think you could be just as great and successful as someone who's done it for a while. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. It's good to get on here. It's good to forget or to um, use this part of my brain <laughs> uh, during this pandemic and um, time of real reflection and learning and unlearning, if you know what I mean. And I think I was saying at the last podcast that I need to really focus my energy and spread out and balance much better. So thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me, um, you know, share this with you and for being an audience. As always, any questions, shoot them my way. You can find me by going to BethWileyTherapy.com. You can learn more about my practice. You can reach out. You can schedule an appointment. You can check out my YouTube page. You can check out more of these podcasts if you feel like they have been in, informative and helpful. And I hope you all have a...